0: In five, four, three, two, one. Welcome back to Buckle Up. Buckle
1: Up, baby. Buckle Up episode eight. I'm not not going crazy with it this time. This was the hardest so far. (sighs) I think. It took us (laughs) like two hours to set up.
0: (laughs) It does, but we were like pre gaming on the schmooze. Yeah, no,
1: but we're we're very efficient and serious. Yeah. We know what we're doing also.
0: Um, Yeah. (laughs) This is the special Thanksgiving episode, Michael.
1: Yes. What are we grateful for? Um, Great question. (laughs) What am I grateful for? Um, I'm grateful for... To be serious for a second? Let's try. I'm grateful... I was very skeptical about doing this podcast in the way that you want to do it Mm. with... Video and reels and YouTube and Shorts and IGTV—the whole thing.
0: I came on a little strong,
1: and I um, and I pushed back a lot at first. But I'm I'm grateful that you opened my eyes to this new kind of creator. What it this new creator economy and the work it takes to do it? Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty wild, and it's been exciting to see from the inside how uh, a lot of this stuff gets done.
0: Right, you think, oh, people who post these fun videos and get these followings and build these audiences—it's mm-hmm. just kind of like, ah, oh, boop, 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 boom. Yeah, it's, a, it's an ass load of work. Yeah, it's
1: kind of like if you want the followers, then are you willing go get them and do what you need to do to go get them? Um, instead of my style is mm-hmm. very much I, if I was doing this on my own, I would record it, put it up on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and then be like, why are we only getting <laughs> you know this, I man, put it this up. amount of listens? Like, like I, put, I it put it up, up. Yeah, where's everybody? Kind of hope people come to it. Um, And then there's, like, if you want them to come to it, go get them. Show them what's up. I learned that.
0: It took me a long time to learn that. It's one of those things that, like, stares you right in the face. Because I think sometimes you have this perception that you are putting in the work just by, like, initially doing something. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you have to be made aware of the work you're not doing. Mm -hmm. And I used to think, you know, when I would post stuff for the band and we would do stuff over the years on social (laughs) media... We put in all of this work, writing the music, writing the songs, mm-hmm. recording, engineering, mixing, mastering, and then we'd put it out there and we're like, oh, why isn't this working? And it never really occurred to me. I wasn't made aware of like the actual work involved in using these platforms, not just as you know ways to broadcast, like this is an ad for this song, because mm-hmm. we've already put in the hours for the song, but these are creative tools with their own method and their own mo Mm -hmm. of you know producing things right so i was never thinking visually and i was never thinking about being a video i mean these these platforms are are all video based so uh for a long time it never occurred to me that oh you have to make good videos in order for this to work and you have to do that consistently Mm -hmm. it's not about putting all your efforts into one thing taking months and months and months and just putting it out there and expecting it because that's an old school model of how things used to work where you put in your time and then if it resonated the right person a and r or somebody would kind of discover it and then they would use the channels of radio and those traditional means to broadcast it yeah so we were applying that and everybody kind of is in to some extent who struggles with social media thinks it's just like a, a place to advertise hey guys go check out our song because we worked so hard on it and we think you will enjoy it and it's probably true but you getting on to this and from somebody's face and saying go check it out is not compelling and is not going to work in terms of engaging them and Mm -hmm. having them stick. Right. Uh, And it took me a long time to realize that it wasn't until I started doing funny videos on TikTok and stuff and seeing, oh, the content has to be good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) It's so freaking (laughs) obvious, but I'm like, I was not separating the idea that this is content in and of itself as an end in and uh-huh. of itself, not as a means to an end.
1: But there are a lot of people, I only think of podcasts as you put it, you put your earbuds on and while you're doing something else, you mm-hmm. listen. And I listen, to out, I listen to five or six hours of podcasts a day. I'm mm-hmm. like listening constantly. But there, there are people out there who are commenting on our videos. A podcast mm-hmm. to them is a 40-second clip that they watch on Instagram. That's right. what a podcast is, which is wild to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but who's to say that's not what a podcast is? The same way who's to say what a TV show is now? um well so it's how, cool if someone wants to, to listen to us in 40 second bits why not
0: yeah i mean people consume differently and there's mm-hmm. all these different catered ways to consume short form long form audio audio and video whatever where people listen on their own time uh-huh. there's like a jordan peterson video on rogan where he was talking about found time you know people have found <laughs> time you know it's like these people became so prominent only Because these tools were available so that people could consume their content the way they wanted to. It's like Jordan Peterson or Joe Rogan didn't get a show. Oh, did you see that? Like the way it used to be. They got this new talk. Back in the day, their show would have been like some talk show. Like a real time with Bill Maher. And that was kind of the only type of show of its kind that really is more standard now in the podcast space. If you Mm -hmm. think about real time with Bill Maher, Mm -hmm. it's like a... It's like an early 2000s, 90s, 2000s podcast before there were podcasts, video podcasts, Mm -hmm. you know, because he's got guests and he's talking about things. It's really like the talk show model. Like the Charlie Rose model. The Charlie Rose model is like, that's what those are. Yeah. But you can only consume that at a scheduled time. Right. And there were no bits and clips. So all of these people that have become prominent now in this this world of, I don't know if I like the term content creation, but I kind of do. It's like just shorthand, but it seems very like sterile. Mm Mm-hmm. This new kind of art and this new medium in which the art is being broadcast and distributed and consumed by yeah. everybody is really exciting to me. And what most people don't realize is it takes tons and tons of work and consistency yeah. of output and not just putting something up and waiting.
1: You're not like fishing right. with bait. You are chumming the water. Hey. New name for the podcast. I um yeah, the way I think about it now is um if you think about um What was that app that everyone was on? It was just... Clubhouse, Clubhouse. Oh, Clubhouse. Clubhouse. um, I read this really good Twitter thread, I think by the same guy who commented on... um, on Meta. Um, mm-hmm. He was saying Clubhouse had a real problem because they couldn't guarantee that every time you sign on, you're mm-hmm. going to get good content. Because mm-hmm. if, if live audio, if there's a good room going on, you'll get a good conversation. But if there's not, you're just on Clubhouse. You're like, yeah. This sucks. Mm-hmm. So, they, so they killed everyone with the notifications. Like, like oh, now something's good. Now something good is happening. Now something good is happening. And that sucked. Who I was mean,
0: saying this? Someone from Clubhouse?
1: No, um, like a, a tech uh, writer. I forgot. Uh, I, I don't remember who said it. But it's, yeah. not, it's not my original. So, so Clubhouse had a lot of issues. And now I, I think Clubhouse is not like used very widely anymore. (laughs) Um, But 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 either way, like um, what TikTok basically—it's pretty incredible that every time you go onto Reels or TikTok, you're gonna see incredible fucking content Mm -hmm. every single time, and that's no easy task to guarantee every time you go on. They're gonna—they have 75 incredible videos. So if I was TikTok, I would be saying I'm not necessarily gonna surface content and get someone to follow a creator who's not gonna consistently put out good content, because then the next time they go on and they go into their feed, the creators they're following aren't giving them good content every time so we're only going to surface creators who are consistently frequently making good content so it kind of makes sense from that part about why you have to constantly be putting out content because the the companies need to guarantee Mm. that their creators are constantly putting out content if they're going to surface them i think on the clubhouse point what
0: clubhouse settled into was like its niche of people who particularly like that. So I do think people are still on it. Are you still on it? I'm on it. Oh you are I I, I check it every once in a while. Sometimes there's comedy rooms where you can test out bits and stuff. So Mm -hmm. that's a fun place to sort of meet people and there are there are there's activity mm. but because it was quarantine and there was nothing else yeah. everybody flooded to clubhouse and it was this amazing thing and you had tim dylan this app has given me a new lease on life <laughs> <laughs>
1: you are not getting an invite i'm what not giving say? out invites he was
0: meeting these people and he was in these rooms <laughs> that were blowing up yeah. in the early days of clubhouse and someone was like oh, there was <laughs> there was some guest who was like uh, you know, I'm a dancer. Somebody's like, yeah, hi, Tim. I'm a, I'm a dancer and part-time security guard <laughs> at Chase Bank. And I'm, or something really bizarre. Somebody, he's like, oh, my God. This app has given me a new lease on life, people. This is unbelievable. You're what? You know, people who do these bizarre things. Like, I'm a modern dance instructor and uh, a yogi, and I have uh, whatever it is. Like, I forgot exactly what the setup was, but somebody said something to him that made him say that, and it was hilarious. He was tearing it up in there, and there were, like, these – the access on Clubhouse was crazy because it was such new Wild West territory that you'd be in a room, and then Anthony Jeselnik comes in, and Whitney Cummings, and then Oprah – (laughs) <laughs> it was like i'm just seeing what's going on here
1: it had all the amazing like delightful little surprise yeah. moments that the early social media had before yes. it became so algorithmic yeah. like you're on twitter like oh my god shack just liked my tweet right. oh my god mm-hmm. shack um and now it's like so and it, it not re- like
0: that it responded really well to the leveling playing field of lockdown and quarantine where even if you were the biggest star on the planet you couldn't go anywhere either mm-hmm. There was nothing, there was no tour you were on. Everybody Mm -hmm. was just home. Everybody across the strata, top, middle, bottom, whatever, across the hierarchy of life, everybody was just home. Yeah. Basically on a couch. Some nicer couches, not as nice couches, but everyone was just like, what do we do? So it was just, it was crazy. You'd have like Ryan Felipe show up with Tim Dillon. Hey, Ryan, how are (laughs) you? You're beautiful. And it was, I was like, oh my God, they're like really talking. Yeah. I once went into a room and Gary Vee was there. And I told you, were you in that room? Yo, yeah. Oh yeah,
1: I, I got a text from Ami. He goes, oh. yo, uh, get onto Clubhouse in this room. I'm, I'm, on, I'm about to go on stage to talk to Gary. And yeah. so I, I'm not doing anything. So I, I go onto Clubhouse and I'm watching, waiting for Ami in line on Clubhouse to talk oh, to Gary. I wasn't going to talk to Gary. <laughs> I was going to be Gary. Right, right, you are going to be Gary to Gary, and you were very yes. excited because like, anyway, this was he, a cool opportunity. And what happened? And then, and then so so they go like, uh, Ami, you're, you're next up. And, I, and Ami goes like, you know, you, you <laughs> so do, they call can't me. So do So I'm waiting but... at some tech conversation yeah. about the latest in
0: NFTs and tech with real Gary V. He says, all right, guys, I can't, all right, gang, I got to go. So he leaves, and they're like, okay, next up we have AJ Kozak, Ami Kozak. Oh, Get he what? left? Yeah, he left. Uh, and then he's like, what's your question? He's like, sorry guys, I gotta go, I got a family thing So Gary V bounces, then he calls me up And he goes, hey Ami, so what's your question? And I waited, and I'm like, okay Honestly, that's a real shit, I know, I know Gary just left But I'm gonna fill in and answer any questions you might have for me It's Gary Vaynerchuk <laughs> Ami Kozak has been removed from the room No sense of humor, this guy he, It could have been so fun if I was kibitzing And he just kicked me off in two seconds humili- I'm sorry, okay, I, I'm back actually I know I said I had to go, but I'm fucking back and I'm ready to party,
1: boom It was, hu- it was humiliating <laughs>
0: Ami Kozak has been removed. It was like one of these. uh, He thought, I don't think, I think he interpreted me as a troll, but he could have ran with it and been cool, and he wasn't.
1: Yeah, right, right. You were immediately dismissed as a troll. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I had a few
0: Clubhouse rooms, though, where that crushed, and it was amazing. And and a lot of them were like funny comedy rooms and stuff. But anyway, Clubhouse settled into its niche where there's like certain groups that are suited for Clubhouse and certain topics where Mm -hmm. people do, they do use it. It's functional, and there's weird, you know, Dating while married to someone else group. Oh, wow. (laughs) I don't know about that. Or like, there's just very, very, yeah, yeah, there's like the Ashley Madison Clubhouse. There's weird dating. There's weird comedy. There's there's sub-communities that formed catered to the
1: app. I I would just go into random groups like Mm. uh, like New Orleans, black community. I'd be the only white guy in there Mm -hmm. and just listen for like hours. People just talking about their lives that are vastly different than mine. Um, it was very exciting and very cool, and then, and you, then you get called up. Hi! <laughs> no, I, I, never, I would never raise, man. I was just hoping people yeah. didn't mind I was there. Yeah. And then, but and then invariably they they realized, you know, the the app figured out who I was, mm. and all those rooms stopped surfacing for me. Mm. I, I wouldn't even see that they're going That's on anymore. It was just like. Um, you know tech stuff and NFT mm. stuff and all that stupid stuff. Mm. Um, so all all the cool parts of it just just went away really quickly for me. And the notifications were nuts. I don't know if you had that experience. I did. Yeah, where you go
0: in, I didn't get. I, I don't think I had notifications on my phone. But when you go in, there's all this like they would they want you to invite people and all this stuff, yeah. which I like had to skip all of that. Yeah. To try to find something, but occasionally now I'll check it every once in a while.
1: It was interesting to see how many people there are, kind of like hyphenets, like they they're, they're dancers slash security guards. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's funny, but. Um, it was a cool window into how many other people are doing various things mm-hmm. to try to get something going. Mm-hmm. Um, like you know, when it, it depends who asks me. If people ask me what I do, it mm-hmm. depends who I'm talking to. I'll tell right. them some people real estate, some people writing, some mm-hmm. people other stuff. If
0: it's a fellow creative, you'll.
1: I'll say I'm a writer. Yeah. If it's someone who invests in real estate, I'll say I do real estate. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was cool. Like, I mean, I thought I was kind of the only one, but like, there's so many people like on Clubhouse. Why don't who you just, were just say I do both? I do mostly I do. I know um, it's hard. It's it depends who it is. It's mostly a conversation I don't want to have of like what I explaining do? my day to day. Yeah, it's a hard one. <laughs> it's annoying. Um if if, so, if there's someone I think that can relate, I'll I'll have the conversation. But if,
0: if if when things start picking up on the writing thing, you'll feel just as comfortable saying both. I think it's just that there's like this yeah. one is servicing the other mm-hmm. as opposed to two things that exist. Yeah. Oh, I do real estate and I'm a writer. Yeah. But when you say you're a writer, you're like I have written some things right. and I want to keep it, I want that to be legitimized more so you don't want to like it's hard to say it without right. the the things to back it up which yeah. you do have things but I know what you're saying.
1: Yeah, well I've also gotten more comfortable of like at what point are you a writer? Are you a writer when you get something made? Are you a writer when you get something made that's successful cuz I'm sure there are people who have gotten things made that no one has seen and they're like yeah, I'm not a real writer yet. There are so tic- who knows?
0: There are TikTok videos where they're like you're a writer if you write. Okay? <laughs> If you get up every day and you feel compelled to say something and put it down on blank paper, you are a writer. Don't let anybody tell you different.
1: (coughs) I agree with that. I I had a very liberating moment at some point when I was having more difficulty. Mm. And it was like, no one, I don't need permission from anyone to call myself a writer. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm going to be a writer whether or not I'm ever successful at it. So I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write every day. Maybe I can't make a career out of it. (laughs) <laughs> That's it. It's
0: like your, this is your this is your keynote for when you go visit grad school in screenwriting and you give your speech. Stop waiting for permission.
1: And I still haven't gotten anything made, <laughs> and I'm still a writer. All right, they're calling the real speaker up now. I gotta go.
0: <laughs> what if they? That, that wouldn't that be if you crashed a ke- No. What if they introduced you? We're bringing up now Michael Weber, who's working on something.
1: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's okay and to be like, working
0: on something. Everyone's like, I'm like you. No, no, no. I'm just like <laughs> you. But it's a fair point yeah. because I feel like you're going to get this pushback or this thing where people go, okay, what have you done? But that secondary question is something you really just have to not give a shit about. Yeah. It's like, what have I done? I've written yeah. a ton of things. And like, right. whatever it might be, it's like the process. Yeah. Engaging in the process and the craft yeah. is... is. Um, is what it is about yeah. and then those opportunities to find its way ha- yeah. will happen with right. like you know time hustle energy and all of that but the the credibility yeah comes with doing the work i
1: mean know? i think about someone like mel brooks if, if you went over to mel brooks and you're like hey i want to introduce you to a writer friend of mm-hmm. mine and he was like oh what's he done and and someone's like yeah he's he's made a he's made a couple of movies and he's like oh anything anything big and you're like probably nothing you've heard of mel mm-hmm. brooks would be like I'm not so interested in meeting him. Mm-hmm. Like like you know f- for Mel Brooks, you know you have to have like multiple blockbusters to be It's
0: like, like proof of concept, you know, because yeah. anyone can say they're a writer and what sets you apart are the results that you're getting. It's a good question. Like obviously if that comes with a certain gravitas, a certain assumption of achievement when you say you are something,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? Um a writer versus aspiring writer. <laughs> yeah. It's just probably not helpful as a tool Mm -hmm. to label yourself or to hold off from labeling yourself something until something happens. In other words, in order for things to happen, you have to identify as that and be that. And that's what will lead to those things that eventually third parties and outside people and external validation will come. The external validation will come not just from you saying so, Mm -hmm. but with the results and the effort and things meeting opportunities and actually going all the way and actually executing on something. But for oneself, Mm -hmm. if you're waiting for that, then you probably just won't do the work that leads up to it. So it's more of like a psychological uh mentality yeah. Yeah. of getting into that. Like, no, yeah. I'm a writer, which means I have to do all this thing and yeah. I'm doing the process and I'm doing the work, and that's when the things happen.
1: And I know people who call themselves writers and don't write. Mm-hmm. Like they they hate writing and they don't whenever they have a moment or, mm-hmm. or an opportunity to do something, they like find a reason not to do it. Yeah. Um, so yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I always think it's interesting those labels that we put on ourselves that sort of define our identity like that's also like a construct of how you're raised to like pick something and be that as opposed to Mm -hmm. doing things right like it's so much
1: Mm.
0: more focused on identity than action which Mm -hmm. is probably unhealthy in a lot of ways like well i have to identify as something now or no i'm
1: gonna just do this work and then that identity will come with the results of my work right like when someone says they're a lawyer like how many laws are you making when you're not at work? You know,
0: correct. But you you have to like have that as an identity. That's what I am. <laughs> right. That's what I'm not. So, at the end of the day, there are some identities and labels that I could be like proud of. Like I I like saying I'm a musician, but it, it actually means something. I feel like I feel like being comfortable with those labels comes with the after effects of putting in the time and the work, and then mm-hmm. you can identify with it in a place in a way that's comfortable and healthy. Yeah. As opposed to saying, okay, let me just am I a this? Am I that? I don't know. Do the work and find out. Yeah. You know, because you know you don't know yourself. As well as you think, and let alone anybody else is gonna know who you are. So just put in the work, and then, you know, yeah. and then the label will become more comfortable and yeah. fitting with
1: time. It's also nice when you think about how little people actually think about you or care. Yeah. When they're like, what do you do? And you're like, I'm right. And they're like, all right. That's a Gary Vee
0: thing. Guess what? You shouldn't give a fuck, and they don't care about you. Nobody fucking yeah. cares. One of his videos that actually got me was one of those videos. I was yeah. like watching something came on my feed, and it was just like, nobody gives a fuck. Nobody cares about you, so you shouldn't care about them. Guess what? They don't care. They don't give a fuck. You know, and I'm like, that's totally true.
1: There's a great, they don't care. There's so, great, why are you caring? <laughs> there's a great quote I think about all the time, which is you'd care a lot less about what other people think if you knew how rarely they thought about you. Right. Exactly. Um, I think yeah. that was the point. That, that's
0: the same point. It's like, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, it's really this you're self perceiving yourself into how it, how right. how saying that projects into the world. And you're having this like avatar version of yourself looking at yourself like, the self doubt struggle—it's
1: all internal. If you think about it, it's yeah. really in here. Can you imagine if there was someone on Earth who thought about you as much as you think they think about you? Like if you had a conversation on their and then on their way back, they're yeah. like, "Wow, Ami, those music, music, whoa, <laughs> music, <I'll meet>. Ami." <laughs> that would be creepy. I wonder how much money he makes. So I wonder yeah. what his life's like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that would be too much. It <laughs> would be a lot, right? Um, Goes home and talks about it with his family. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that would be that would be very creepy. Yeah, um, but. So what are you grateful for now? Yeah. I was gonna say first of all, the point episode. the
0: point on on TikTok that you were saying that you know you're gonna go on and get all this amazing content. Yeah. Which is interesting. I think part of the reason TikTok is so successful is that when I started like using it, I'm like, oh my God, it has just unleashed this yeah. wave of incredible talent and creativity. Like you'll see a guy doing a drumbeat with his hands and he's a virtuoso, like uh-huh. with pens and pencils. And then this other crazy like imaginative creative types of content and videos and compilations and history and knowledge somebody described there's a video on tiktok that describes what tiktok is they're like compared to other social media platforms tiktok is like the coolest party you've ever been to you walk in and there's two guys discussing uh world war ii and then there's a guy playing a great song in the corner and then you go to the back and people are doing this incredible uh uh, Domino's project that they built. Check it out. And you're like, holy yeah. shit. And then there's another yeah. guy just telling jokes. Uh, and, and then you go to this other thing and he's built this uh, incredible contraption that can convert uh, water into uh, ice.
1: And <laughs> someone's selling like a joke that you can't possibly explain, but it's the funniest thing you've ever seen. And then,
0: and then there's people just reminiscing on nostalgia in the back of the <laughs> 90s, and then someone has a treasure chest of toys from 1982. And you're like, this is amazing! But that's what it did differently. The other social media apps were not geared towards creating things worth watching. They were they were more social than media, mm-hmm. you know, they were just like, Oh, right. Here's where I'm at. The Here's what I'm doing. It it was all just social mm-hmm. and sort of broadcasting, but not nothing creative and nothing mm-hmm. necessarily emotionally impactful. But TikTok was like, we're a video creation app. If you want to, like you don't go on TikTok and go like this at the beach. Some people do, but it almost compels you to make something worth watching.
1: It's like is built in. But it, it has these tools and it didn't start that way. It didn't start as a way for kids to kind of be social with each other, like TikTok? lip syncing and dancing. I and, I and then people sort of co-opted it. I don't
0: and- know the origins really, but I do know that those features are what... Allow people to engage with your content. The fact that sounds could could be shared and people mm. can duet and react. Text peak, my original idea. Don't point at me. Sorry. Text, <laughs>
1: text Peak is a great it was it was you wanna tell uh, the people? Yes,
0: I had an amazing invention like <laughs> what 10 years ago Still. for an app called Text Peak, where you know when you send a text to somebody and you want to just see the reaction and the only thing they can say is LOL, ha 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 emoji. But what if you just want to see their reaction? So I had this idea called Tech Text Peak or just peak. Where you send it and you enable like peek in the text so that it'll show a quick video of them as they read it. So if I sent Michael something that I thought was freaking hysterical, he would go,
1: <laughs> yeah, and you don't have to respond.
0: Yeah, and you could show <laughs> this his face. And to me, that's what duetting is. Like now, it's like people reacting and you could see their face. So I was ahead of my time. Yeah, I still know? love that
1: idea. I think it's still possible to mm-hmm.
0: to be built. Well, now we just put it out into the world for everyone to see. Yeah, Mark Cuban. <laughs> hit us up for that reason I'm out (laughs) I can't do a Mark Cuban and it frustrates me
1: (laughs) you kind of captured something about him there just and so for that reason I'm out (laughs) he's very square he's a very square man (laughs) he's like I'm not seeing